The more I look at the universe, the world, and even the human body as God made it, the more I marvel. Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today, we're looking at how each of us was wonderfully made. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. When God saw all the things He created, the universe, the world, and humans, He saw that it was very good. What our God made and what He intended people to be was very good. It shows God's infinite intelligence, wisdom, power, and providence for our needs. The evidence reveals humans were intelligently designed for life on this rare planet Earth. When we dismiss the belief that we are created beings, we lose sight of our purpose for existence. We aren't accidents from mindless change, no. We're skillfully and wonderfully made. Thanks for taking time with us today. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to be a part of your life each week. For more than a century, people have debated whether we were specially created or evolved from other forms of life. While we grant there is such a thing as microevolution, where small things like eye or hair color change with generations, we have no evidence for the change of one form of life into another. The changes necessary for an ape to become a human, for instance, are far greater and no one has established that this has happened. It's merely a scientific hypothesis. In 1953, scientists James Watson and Francis Crick discovered the amazing DNA structure found in the nucleus of a cell. Now, DNA reveals the incredible complexity of the human body. The encoded information in each DNA determines how a cell functions and our individual traits. Dr. George Church of the Wyss Institute and professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School estimates that one gram of DNA can hold up to 215 petabytes. Now, one petabyte is equal to one million gigabytes. That is 215 million petabytes of information. <laughs> That's overwhelming. Only an infinitely wise and powerful God could arrange DNA to store that much data. Now, this is an important study on being wonderfully made by God, and we offer it free. If you live in the United States and you want a printed copy, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083, or send an email to TV at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have free materials on our website at searchtv.org. You can also see us on YouTube. 
We'll now worship in song. We'll read from Psalm 139, 13 to 16, and we'll explore how we are wonderfully made by God. Our reading today comes from a Psalm of David, Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16, where David talks about how God created and made him. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. That's the faith of David. Let us pray. Father, we're thankful that you have skillfully and wonderfully made each of us and help us, Father, in our souls to know that truly. And Father, may our love for you grow more and more as we see your intelligence and power. And help us always, Father, to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
Believing God intelligently created the world and everything in it is not a blind leap of faith, no. It's built on observing all the order and purpose that's evident in the world. Proverbs 3.19 says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding He established the heavens. God purposefully designed the world and all His creatures with wisdom and understanding. And the more we study this world and the human body, the more we realize the order and purpose God put into everything He made. The purposeful design all around us argues for an intelligent designer. And that designer is God. He's the only one with the unlimited power and wisdom to create us. Revelation 4.11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Anyone who's ever looked at the human body closely realizes how incredibly well-designed and intricate we are. Some scientists once believed that man had vestigial organs, body parts that lost all or most of their original function through evolution. There were supposed to be 180 such vestigial organs in humans. Now this list included such things as the tailbone, the appendix, even parts of the ear and eye. And that list is now itself <laughs> obsolete. Medical science discovered these organs played very essential roles and were not useless. Charles Darwin in The Origin of Species said that if it could be demonstrated that any complex organ existed, which could not possibly have been formed by numerous successive slight modifications, my theory would absolutely break down. Then he added, but I can find no such case. However, on page 167 of The Origin of Species, Darwin spoke of the eye. And he said, to suppose that the eye could have formed by natural selection seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest degree possible. You see, even from the beginning, Darwin doubted himself. He didn't know in 1859 what we know today about the eye. Bioengineer John Linehan said, The eye is an exceptionally sensitive optical instrument, displaying many striking features of design and performance. Even the windscreened washers and wipers have not been forgotten. Just think, your eye can see moving images by the thousands as they change. Your eye makes adjustments to the amount of light, to the distance, to the angle automatically. Every camera that we own was patterned after the eye. Wayne Jackson argues, if the function of the camera demands that it was made, doesn't it stand to reason that the more complex human camera, the eye, must also have had a maker? Researchers tell us of the amazing complexity of the single living cell. Microbiologists Benjamin Miller and Ruth Good said that the cell has been likened to a power plant, a furnace, a chemical laboratory. In its reproductive functions, it has been described as a factory complete with 
manager's office, files of blueprints and plans, intercommunication systems, assembly line with foremen and workers, and none of these fanciful analogies does justice to the living cell. All of these man-made systems put together, however ingenious they are and however efficient they are, could not reproduce the functioning of this single unit of life, too small to be seen with the unaided eye. Wayne Jackson in his book, The Human Body, Accident or Design, asks, if the living cell is more ingenious than any man-made system who made it, are we to conclude it just happened? That's wholly illogical, he says. The human body is an engineering miracle. It's indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. We have trillions of cells in our bodies, and they are marvelously designed and show their function. For instance, the human red blood cells are saucer-shaped and fairly flat, permitting the transfer of oxygen and carbon dioxide throughout the body. Nerve cells, on the other hand, have long, thin extensions to transmit messages. Hebrews 3 and verse 4 says, For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. These exceptionally complex cells didn't just happen. God designed and built them for their functions, and only a wise God could make them. When God made Adam physically, He breathed into him the breath of life. But humans are more than flesh and bones. Each person has a God-given spirit within. Hebrews 12 verse 9 speaks of God as the Father of spirits. The Lord Jesus said in John 4:24 that God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The physical is one thing, but people are both physical and spiritual. Paul wished for the Corinthians, or for the Christians rather, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, he said this, he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are spiritual beings because God is a spiritual God. Now Paul told the philosophers at Mars Hill in Acts 17, 24 to 29, that the God who made the world and all things in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He served by human hands as though He needed anything, since He Himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of all the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grope for Him and find Him, though He's not far from each one of us. For in Him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are His children. Being then the children of God, we ought not to think that divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of man. And since we're spiritual in nature, we have many spiritual aspects. We can think and reason. 
the fact that we're communicating messages over a television, a radio, or the internet reveals that we have intelligence. You're watching me because God gave you a mind that can understand sights and sounds. How did material things by themselves ever produce consciousness? How did we ever become aware of ourselves and of other things around us? How did material things by themselves ever produce language? Language demands the organization of words and symbols that are understood by more than one mind. How did language pass from one person to another person? Now you're listening and reasoning about what I'm saying. How did you gain the ability to reason? That we're conscious of ourselves, our surroundings, of events, and of our experiences is no small thing. That we can see, hear, learn, and evaluate life is a gift from God. It didn't come from, from physical things. That man can communicate, discover, invent new technologies, and make judgments didn't just happen. God made us. Tom Wilson, in his book, Intelligent Design, uh, that is, Intelligent Design Required, said that we're moral beings with a sense of right and wrong. We're not robots or puppets. We're conscious of our attitudes, behavior, and words. We are free moral agents who can choose to do right or wrong. We have a mind and a heart and a spirit within us that makes decisions, that chooses the direction of our lives. And this didn't happen by accident. It's illogical to think that intelligent life could become uh, able to do things by dumb luck. Morality doesn't come by accident. It comes by intelligence. The brain tells the body what to do. But who tells the brain what to do? What to think, how to act, or why to act? Having a brain doesn't explain our self-awareness, our conscience, or our ability to make choices. Your sense of holiness or morality didn't come by dumb luck or by accident. God made you. Because humans are made in God's image and have a spiritual nature, they can appreciate things of beauty and design. People treasure art, music, poetry, architecture, and literature. They can enjoy the pleasure of a flower, a sunset, an ocean, or the stars at night. They can enjoy a cool breeze or a warm sun. They can delight in sweet smells and soft touches. They can delight in truth and justice for the oppressed. Because we're made in God's image, we can bow down with gratitude and honor our God for all His blessings. Since humans are made in God's image, they can see the design and order of the universe and the seasons. They realize that God's promise in Genesis 8.22 is true, that while the earth remains seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. They can know when the moon is full and when the summer starts. Whenever a person uh, lives north or south, the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, he can predict the length of each day as the earth rotates on its axis. You see, people know that the southern hemisphere and the northern hemisphere of the earth will differ in seasons. The words of David in Psalm 19, 1-2 are true indeed, that the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. Yes, this universe points to an all-wise, an all-powerful designer who can be only our great God. 
It also points to a supreme moral governor of holiness and justice. Again, the God of the Bible fits this description. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11 that he's made everything appropriate in its time, and he's also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. There is everywhere a longing and desire in the heart and spirit of mankind to recognize and worship a higher power. Every person longs to know what Job asked in Job 14, 14, that if a man dies, will he live again? There is instinctively a knowledge in us that there is more life in the here and now. Hebrews 9, 27 reminds us that it's appointed for men to die once and after this comes judgment. Since you and I have been created by our God, we owe our existence to Him, and we need to recognize our ability to do right and wrong and our accountability to our Creator. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for Your love, and we're grateful that You have made us. Help us to recognize our accountability to You, to do Your will, and to love You for all the good that You have done for us. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our physical body shows an incredible amount of design, and it's reasonable to believe that we have been created. We aren't products of natural selection. It takes far more faith to believe that non-living matter produced life than it does to believe in God. It takes far more faith to believe that an eye or an ear were accidents of nature than to believe God designed them. The fact that you can think and have consciousness points to a spiritual aspect of creation. This world contains the marks of an all-powerful and all-wise designer, and that designer is the one true God of the Bible. He made you, gave you life, loves you, hears your prayers, and wants you to live with Him in heaven for an eternity. You can learn all about Him in the Bible. 
And we gave, He gave us this precious book, this wonderful message to answer our most important questions of life. It's the only book that will tell you where you came from, why you're here, and what will happen to you after you die. And to enter into a spiritual relationship with the Lord, believe in Him with all your heart, turn away from sin, and follow His Word. Confess the name of Jesus as the Son of God, and out of love, be baptized into Christ. And when you're immersed into Christ, you're baptized into His death. It's at that time that the Lord will wash away your sins by His blood, Acts 22:16, And He'll add you to His church. And nothing you can do is more important than getting into a right relationship with the One who created you. We hope you'll come to Christ today and let us know about it. We pray that today's study about being wonderfully made has helped you to see God's wisdom in your life. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083, or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call the search office toll-free at 1-800-321-8633. There's also a schedule of our programs and a map with the location of churches in your area at searchtv.org. Now you can watch Search anytime on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry. Be sure to like the programs that you watch, and this helps spread the program. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Now, don't worry. We're not asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. But we ask that you focus your heart on God by worshiping a church. Everybody needs a church family. And I realize some of you, for health reasons, can't attend worship. I'm speaking to those who can't, can attend but haven't been there in a while. There's probably a Church of Christ near you, and if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. We'll be back next week, Lord willing. So keep searching God's Word with us and tell a friend about this program. God bless you, and we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.